Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adeumi again. We are going through the uh, epistle of Peter, the second epistle of Peter. We are now in chapter 2. And I pray the Lord will give you understanding. In chapter 1, we were talking of the mystery that Apostle Peter was revealing to us. How uh, you have to keep pressing on. Don't assume that you have already gotten it because you are born again. Remember Apostle Paul, when he was writing, he said, I forget those things that are behind. I'm looking to those things that are before me. I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's how me and you should have the same mindset. Anyone that wants to be powerful should have that type of mindset. Don't think God is... You are born again and that's all. Somebody one time said, Oh, I got the Holy Ghost now. He is not more going to church. He said, I got it. He said, I, 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 I pray through. He said, You don't pray through. That's just the beginning of it. You are baptized. The Holy Spirit is speaking. That's not the end of it. That's just the beginning. He said, Keep looking for unto Jesus so that you are changing from glory unto glory. That's what Apostle Peter was saying. Add to this, add to your faith, virtue, knowledge, knowledge of Christ. You know him more. The more you reveal to you, reveal to you the more you know. It's like a gestation. We are, we are metamorphosing into his image. He said, that's why Apostle Paul said, we, like in a glass, we are building the image of the glory of God. We are to shift to that image from glory unto glory. And that is what the Apostle was telling us. And we are to take heed to this and keep looking unto Jesus so that we can keep changing to his image. Chapter 2 of Second Peter, verse 1. But there were false prophets also among the people. Now, this you have to remember the chapters and the Bible was not written, this letter was not written in chapters and verses. The compilers put them, the people that compiled them, they separate them into chapters and verses for reference sake. So what he was saying in chapter 2 was continuation of what he said in chapter 1 of Second Peter. Because in chapter 1, he just rounded out chapter 1 up by saying, holy men of God, as our prophets, they spoke as the Holy Ghost spoke through them. But in chapter 2, he's now trying to distinguish between prophets and prophets. He said, there are false prophets among the people in those days too. Because there are people that wrote their own story and to contradict what Isaiah said. But see, the word of God remains forever. They, you, may not remember, they may, you may not know those people because their words perish with them. But the one that God ordained, the one that God himself taught, Isaiah the prophet and the books of Daniel, God altered those things and revealed those things. That is why he kept it around up to now. So that we build and we learn from those things. So those four persons, they also wrote their own things to contradict the true ones. They will always have some false. They will put their own books out also too. To deceive the people in that generation. But their works perish with them. But the one that God sent will last for a long time because God wanted to pass to the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. That's what Apostle Peter is alluding to in the next verse. I say, here we talk about prophets that they, they, they wrote according to the will of God. But in chapter 2, he started by saying, but there are false prophets among them also. Even as there shall be false teachers among we believers at the same time. And you can tell there are many voices. Even on radio, there are many People that will claim they are teaching the gospel also. In, on television, there will be many that are teaching whatever they want to teach us. So there will be false teachers among you also. Who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Now, this is it's warning believers so that you don't just swallow everything that comes your way because it said they are preaching like say some people, they may call them Jehovah's Witness, they send their own books out too, and they may even give it to you on the streets. 
and you may read and see it's contradicting what Christ said sometimes, or they don't believe Jesus is the Messiah. They, so they have many other books that are out there too that are claiming to preach something, not to talk of other false religions. See? But he said that the men and women of them will be denying the Lord that bought them, they deny that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, or denying that Jesus Christ is the only Savior, or they may deny that uh, Jesus Christ was born of the Virgin Mary, and many things that they might and they may see, see talking about being Christ Christians too. But he said that they will be bringing upon them swift destruction. Verse 2. And many shall follow their pernicious ways. Now, many of those false teachers also have followers. Because the world is full of the good seed and the bad seed. Jesus Christ said it. I know my sheep and they hear my voice. And he was telling that to the Jews that claim to be people of God. But they didn't believe him. They didn't believe Jesus Christ as the Messiah. Up to now, there are still Jews that claim to be rabbinical Jews. They may even be ruling their temple in that day, or they are ruling the group called the rabbinical scholars in Jerusalem right now, and they don't believe Jesus is the Messiah. But they were deceived. They were deceived. Because the Bible said, if they don't belong to him, they don't believe in him, they were not of his, of his seed. Let's read, see where the Lord was confronting the Jews of that generation. And they even came to the point where they came around there and said, Tell us if you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Why are you making us doubt? You know what Jesus Christ told them? He said, I told you, you don't believe it. And he said, You don't believe because you are not of my sheep. Really? And by the time of the, at the end of that uh, discussion, they took up stones to stone him. You see what now? He said, You will not believe because you are not of my sheep, which means in this world there are the sheep of Christ and there are those who will not be the sheep of Christ. And they may also be religious. They may be like the Pharisees in the days of Jesus Christ. They were religious. Claiming to follow the same God. And that's why, don't be, don't be surprised if some so-called Islam say they are worshiping the same God and they are killing Christians. They are, not, they, are not, they are not following the same God. That's necessarily what is going on in the days of, uh, of, uh, of Lord Jesus Christ also. These people claim to be Jews. They were the rulers of the temple, of the temple that is the temple of God. But God manifested in the flesh, they couldn't see him because of their own blinded of the eyes, jealous of this man that is 30 years old and doing these signs and wonders. They were jealous of him. And they are trying to make people go away from him. It's not of God. And they say, well, Why are you making us that? If you are the Christ, tell us, I, say, I told you, you don't believe. He said, But those that God has given to me will come to me. At the end of that discussion, they took up stones to stone him. He said, well, I have shown you so many great signs and wonders. Which of them are you stoning me for? Say, because you make yourself a God. But he said, he's God manifest. They don't want to believe he's God manifest in the flesh. He said, before Abraham, your father was, I am. No, that, that won't even to stone him right now. See? But see, that is what we are saying. Apostle Peter was saying, there are false prophets among them. Because that means there are the true seed and there is only the false seed. In the days of apostles, there are people that claim to be... Pharisees, rabbis, and they were also in the temple, I priest, you priest, and they still don't accept this Messiah. You see, false, false prophets, false leaders leading the people falsely, saying they are following the same God. Say, God knows that I is so. That's the Apostle Paul said. Say, many shall follow their pernicious ways. They, they will have disciples too. In the days of Jeremiah, just think of the stories in the book of God and the, the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was told by God to go warn them. God said, I'm going to destroy all these places. And Jeremiah, is going, God is going to use to, to destroy it. In the temple where Jeremiah was talking to the people, there are other prophets also. 
that slapped Jeremiah and confronted him and arrested him. And they were claimed to be prophets also in the temple of Jeremiah, of, the, of God in Jerusalem. But Jeremiah's word came to pass. They were all taken out of the place by Nebuchadnezzar. And they were all, many of them destroyed, many of them taken as slaves. And the word of Jeremiah is still standing today because that was the one God sent. So what I'm trying to say is that there may be other teachers and preachers and prophets and false ones, false teachers, and they may also have books. But the one that God has sent will stand forever and the others will, they will perish with their words, perish with them. And that is exactly what Apostle Peter is saying here, that there are false prophets in the days of those good prophets as we are reading and we are alluding to them. The whole Isaiah the prophet, that was the true prophet. In his days, they didn't even believe he was the true prophet. In fact, according to history, they say he was actually finally killed by the king. As I said, the prophet, according to the story. So that's one of the one of the why Apostle Peter is saying there were false teachers among among us also, just like there were false prophets among them. And many also we follow those false teachers too. Don't think because they don't have crowd that they, they may not be false. Those who have crowd may be false. Those who don't have crowd also may be false. God knows that. So if you belong to God, let the Holy Spirit lead you. That what you are listening to is the truth. And only God can reveal that to you. That's why he said, verse 2, many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Verse 3 of Second Peter chapter 2, and through covetousness shall they with vain words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. Now he's giving characteristics of this type of false teacher he's talking about. That many of them they just they are trying to covet your money. All they are teaching is to gain money from you. And you see many of them in this our generation right now. They make some gimmick to make money. That you come and sow a seed of one thousand God is going to multiply it for you. Many people that can't afford one thousand they think God is going to multiply by ten. So they go and pay that one thousand dollars, they go to borrow money. And in the end they don't get anything back and they and this this uh, so called false t-shirts that are using gimmick to get money like that, they are making themselves rich. We've had some cases of people, some prophets that say, if you come to our church, you become millionaire. All of us are millionaires here. It's a gimmick to get money. And the more people they get, the more money they make. See, that is what Apostle Paul is saying, that through covetousness, but still, they shall make merchandise of you. They are trying to make, almost like selling you, making gain out of you. Through feign words, he said, he called it feign words. Whose judgment now of a long time lingering and say, God is going to judge them, but you look like, uh, why is it taking so long? God is patient. Verse 4 For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into shades of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, you know, it's not warning us that the God didn't spare the angels that sinned in the days of. Uh, Noah, before the days of Noah, the, the, some angels sinned by, by, according to the book of uh, Genesis chapter 6, and we saw that in the book of Enoch, that these angels came and mingled among men and impregnated women and brought forth giants upon the earth, and they were all, the angels were locked up in the, in the shades of darkness. That's what he was referring to in, chapter, in verse 4. And the book of the uh, epistle of Jude also mentioned the same thing. And verse 5 said, And also God did not spare the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, 
bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. He's just citing two examples or three examples of God's judgment, even upon angels that sinned, or upon the world that disobeyed, because they mix up with the angels and become giants and the violence upon the earth, and God disordered them in the days of Noah. That was the example he's also citing in verse 5. And then he's going to cite another example in verse 6 of Sodom and Gomorrah. And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. We know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. But God delivered Lot, the just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them, in seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. He was, Apostle Peter was citing the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot being among them couldn't do anything about it, but he was grieved by the fact that things are going on that were ungodly. They got out to send the two angels to save Lot out of the place. God could have just destroyed the place. But he sent those two angels purposely to save Lot out of the place. And Lot alone and his two daughters finally escaped from the cities that were destroyed, Sodom and Gomorrah. And verse 9 said, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations. God knows how to deliver you. So you that listen to me, you are a believer, just keep doing the right thing and keep preaching to them. Don't participate in their evil deeds. And that's all the warning Apostle Peter is saying. That remember how God judged Sodom and Gomorrah. Don't participate in those of godliness. How God judged them in the days of Noah. Don't participate in whatever the world crazily going after. Separate yourself from them. And also warn them. Maybe perfect some may repent. But if they don't repent, keep yourself pure. And God knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation. It's what he's saying in verse 9. And to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. God knows how to do that. So let the unjust come to be unjust. If they don't want to repent, just keep on telling them that we must keep ourselves pure. Verse 10. Apostle Peter is going to qualify again what these unjust people he's talking about. But chiefly, them that walk after the flesh in the loss of uncleanness. And despise government. I mean, he was citing an example of what these people do, that they despise authority of the government of the world. Presumptors are they self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. And uh, you see that also in the, let, in, the post, in the letters of Jude, that they, they were referring to the same people, that they, some people have come in among the believers that they could see that they were speaking evil of even the rulers. That's why the Bible says, let your speech be always with grace, ceasing with salt, and that don't let corrupt communication come out of your mouth. Guide your mouth, build your tongue. Even you see the rulers of the world, they may be ungodly, they may be evil, and they are the rulers, they are doing some bad things, but don't participate by, by speaking bad words about them. Better to pray for them, just be praying for them, it's better. And he said, don't speak evil of dignities. Verse 11 says, we are as angels which are greater in power and might, Bring not reading accusation against them before the Lord. The same thing is what Jude mentioned that when the angel Michael was confronting Satan, he didn't bring reading accusation, he just said the Lord rebuked Satan. They tried to not offend God by speaking evil from their own mouth. They tried to give respect to that spirit called Satan. 
and uh, even though they are more powerful, but the other let the Lord do the judging. So that's why apostles are now learning the same thing and say, we believers must learn not to take laws into our hand and trying to speak evil of dignities or rulers or so. Let, let's just leave them alone, pray for them. They are doing evil, yeah. They, they don't, don't use your mouth to blambast them, just be praying for them. So even angels try to avoid reading accusation. He just let God handle it. Verse 12 says, but this, talking about this man that Apostle Peter was referring to, as natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed, they speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption. See, they don't understand some of these things they are talking. Many of them are actually talking about Christ. Maybe they were former Jews and Jews that claim that uh, they know better. And they are trying to, to, to convince people that Jesus Christ was not their Messiah and try to speak evil about him. That's just the type of people he was referring to that these people, they are speaking evil of things that they don't understand. And they will perish in their own destruction, in their own corruption. Verse 13. And said, They shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they that counted pleasure to riot in the daytime. And he kept putting some more adjectives to describe these people. He says, Suppose they are. And blemishes, spotting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you. I mean, they may be among the believers thinking they know better, confronting the true word of God. You say, but they are deceiving themselves. But fourteen, they have eyes full of adultery. So also pointing out that many of them are full of adultery from the way they conduct themselves, and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls. And how they have exercised with covetous practices caused children. Now, when you look at the landscape of so-called believers in our generation, even so-called ministers, there have been so many accusation stories. There was one we read about in somewhere in Africa, maybe South Africa, that the, finally the police have to arrest the man. He has impregnated so many women. In, that are claiming to be coming to his, uh, his church. Those are all evil doers that, can, that fall into this category that Apostle Peter said, eyes full of adultery. They are only merchandising the people, claiming that they are doing the work of Christ. They are not doing the work of Christ. If all they are doing is to gain money or to gain fame and they are full of adultery and all those things going on that was finally being exposed when they were caught, those things, Apostle Paul, Apostle Peter is uh, lumping all of them together. These are all the people who say they are called children. They, are, they may claim to be serving God, but God knows that they are his own. That's what he was talking to about. We have had so many cases of that in this generation. People that are doing, secretly doing, on, uh, that are in a cult and claiming to be leaders of churches. And but they secretly, they meet in some place where they are doing ritualistic worship to Satan. And many of those are also exposed in this in the generation. And Apostle Peter is lumping all of them together that they may claim to come into your midst and see feasting with you guys as church members, but God sees what they are doing in the secret, in their occultic practices. God sees whom they are worshipping in the dark. When they, when they go to the jungle and, and do all those uh, ritualistic worship, whatever they are doing it for, see, those are the things that is going on in the world that we are, we are hearing about. And Apostle Peter already said, this is happening, even in the they are seeing similar things happening, but God knows that are his own. It's what he's saying here. Verse 15 of 2 Peter chapter 2. He said, These people are forsaking the right way and are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Bosor. Who, who was Balaam? was a prophet that was said to be a prophet of God, but he went after wages, after reward from a king, earthly king. 
who love the wages of unrighteousness. But that Balaam was rebuked for his iniquity. The dumb are speaking with man's voice, forbid the madness of the prophet. Now, that was the story of Balaam. You can read it, it's in the book of Numbers, where the that was the prophet that was going to go and cause the Israelites, because the king, king of a king called Balak of the of the Moabites, called him to come and cause these people. And he was saying, God, should I go and cause them? Don't go and cause them, they are blessed people. But he went, he wiggled his way to find, find a way because he did he like that money, the reward he's going to get from the king. And God said, okay, go if you want to go. And he went. And the angel stood in his way. And the house has to be speaking out with the man's voice. said, why are you beating me? The house saw the angel, the prophet that was mad. The mad prophet didn't see the angel. But the house that he was riding on the donkey, the donkey saw the angel and the donkey tried to turn back. And he has to be flogging the donkey. Why are you, why is misbehaving like this? And the donkey, the angel opened the mouth of the donkey to talk. The donkey talked to him, why are you beating me? Have I done this like this before? He said, no. Then why don't you see? And then the Lord opened the eyes of the prophet. He saw the angel with his sword drawn. And then the prophet said, oh, I'll go back if you like. Said, well, you, you go, but I will. You only do what I say. But in the end, the Bible says he still taught that king he wanted to get this money at all costs. That reward. Many people have, are, are, are dancing with the rich and the popular and the, and the big names in the government so that they can get money. They can get their, their own share of the cake of the of the of the money of the of the public but you see they are doing merchandising and that is the type of the way of balaam for the world they put aside the 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 jesus is the only savior just to get fame with the big men of the united nations it's happening right now in our generation they wanted to be recognized with the united nations so the name of jesus that says the only savior they don't want to say that anymore just to be at peace with the Islam, just to be at peace with the Buddhists, to be at peace with the Catholicism, to be at peace with the Hindus, and they bear the name of Jesus Christ, the only name, and they still claim to be preachers. And that is the way of Balaam. They love the wages of unrighteousness. What is the way? It's not, it may not be money, it may just be fame, recognition. Now they are representing the they are representing the United Nations. Wow, they are now big people. But that's the world, that's the world system. And they will perish with the United Nations because the United Nations is going to perish. When Jesus Christ has come, whoever is going to manage, you know, will be destroyed with the world. See? And those prophets and teachers and pastors that were part of the United Nations, they will all die with the United Nations when Jesus Christ has come. And that is really what was going on. That is the way of Baalam that Apostle Peter was referring to here. And he went further. Verse 17. So these are wells without water. It's still, it's still describing with adjectives these people that are claiming to be believers and they are false teachers. And it's still classifying. They say they are wells without water. Clouds that are carried with a tempest to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling walls of vanity, you see, they, they may be orators, they can talk, they can preach, and people think, well, that's what God's looking for. But see, what they are doing behind their back, what spirit is leading them, just to make money or merchandising the people, God sees that also, and God is not part of them. And God has departed from them if he was ever with them in the first place. So when they speak great swelling walls of vanity, they are lured through the loss of the flesh, through much wantiness, those that were clean escape from them who live in error. So if you keep yourself holy and keep yourself to the Lord, you will not be trapped by this 
sweet talkers that may claim to be preachers or pastors or, or teaching, but they are merchandising the people. And they are driving, and they are pulling people towards the United Nations. One world religion now. One world religion that is forming. They are forming it right now in this generation. Where the, they have what they call, they are trying to make a new Bible that will please the Islam, that will please the, the churchgoers, and please the Hindus by just taking the name of Jesus out and just saying we are worshiping the same God. They are trying to make something like that right now, which is already forming. But we as believers, we tell them the truth. Jesus is the only way. Christ said, it, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father, but by me. Oh, see, that is divisive. You are being divisive. You are trying to fight, making the Islamic people fight you, or the Hindus to uh, come against you. The truth is still the truth. You say it in love, but Jesus Christ is the only way. Verse 19 of Second Peter chapter 2. So while they promise them liberty, what are they promising them? To come and get free. So they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. So they are promising that there's peace, but there's no peace without Christ Jesus. They promise them liberty, but they themselves are servants of corruption. That's how Apostle Peter is saying. Verse 20 says, for if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. So Apostle Peter is actually still saying that these people he was talking about, they may have escaped the corruption, they may have claimed to be born again before, they may have claimed to be servants of Christ before, but if they went back by, by not following through, you have to follow through the gospel. Jesus Christ said to the disciples, as the Bible says in the place where Christ was preaching, some of those Jews were nodding their heads as if they agree, they agree. And Christ faced and said, Ye are my disciple if you continue in my word. Then are ye my disciple indeed. So it is a need for continuing in the word of God to the end. So you can't say, I believe Jesus is the only Savior after you become rich and prosperous in your church. Now you don't think he's the only Savior anymore because you are now friends with the, the Emma or the Islamic leaders or with the Pope or with all these uh, gurus in India. Now you are now thinking, well, these gurus look like they are holy because they behave like holy. They say, Satan can behave like holy too. They say, Satan can come like an angel of light. And they say, well, I don't think these people are not going to the same level because they are now looking holy to you. They say the, 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 the chief of the Buddhists, oh, he looks holier than all these Christians. He may look holier, but if he is not following Jesus Christ, he is not going anywhere. See, that is what we are telling you. You have to know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That's what Jesus Christ said. I shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me is what he said. If people claim to have given their life to Christ, they said if they have been born again and they are entangled again in all those things and overcome because they don't hold true to the end, to the truth that Jesus is the only Savior, they will be entangled back into the ungodliness or unbelief. That's an unbelief. Unbelief is why God destroyed them in the, in the wilderness. Those who don't believe Christ is the only way anymore, they may still claim to be preaching and going to church or leading some people, but if they don't preach anymore that Jesus is the only way, they are already entangled in unbelief and they go with the unbelievers to the world of destruction. That's why Apostle Peter is saying the latter end of them is worse than the beginning. Verse 21. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness 
than after they have known it to turn from the only commandment delivered unto them. What's the only commandment? Christ is the only Savior. And this is what Apostle Peter, Apostle John said, God has said, believe in his Son and follow his precept to love one another. So if people don't believe his Son, the Son of God anymore, they have already departed from the truth. That's what Apostle Peter is saying. That they have departed from the only commandment delivered unto them. See, but it is happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again. And the soul that was washed to our wallowing in the man. We don't want to turn back to ungodliness or unbelief. We want to stay with Christ and continue to the end. He that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Is what the Lord Christ We are to endure to the end. Endure the persecution. Endure holding firm the truth that Jesus is the only Savior. To the end, even if it costs our, our, our life, we are believing in and confessing to the end. Then are we saved. God bless you. I'll continue this in the next broadcast. God bless you.